1: welcome in to another edition of the fly the w670 podcast we're calling this one the saddest sweep it's season one it is episode 19 i'm dustin rhodes executive producer of the mully and haw show you hear us weekdays five thirty to 10 a.m you hear me 5 to five thirty, warming the audience up getting you ready for the mully and haw show and as always i'm joined by my good pal crawley crawley how are you Doing good.
2: You can follow me at Crawley's Cubs and you can follow us at Fly the W six seventy on Gmail on Instagram and on Twitter. And you can email us at fly the 670 at gmail.com. And I never thought I would be sad after the Cubs sweep a team, but here we are, Dustin.
1: Yeah, here we are. It's a great name for the episode, Crawley. Again, if you just uh, missed it the first time around, season one, episode nineteen the saddest sweep. So the Cubs were able to fly the W two times, but we are all in assumption that that was the last game for Ian Happ and fellow All-Star Wilson Contreras at Wrigley Field. Monday night, Crawley, you were there, and then Tuesday afternoon, I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast was either watching on marquee or listening to Pat and Ron call it on 670, the score.
2: Yeah, I went down Monday. um, There was a Malort miss going on down at Nisei Lounge and I couldn't miss Peppermint uh, <laughs> uh, uh Malort so you know it was uh, it was a good time. but I went Monday and I just had that same feeling I did uh, last year I was at the last game the Cubs played versus Cincinnati before the trade deadline and when I was driving home listening to the score on the post game that was when the news Rizzo got traded broke and then you know then it was Baez and then Bryant by the, by the time they're at Washington the next day so you know that was just such a shocker because we didn't think all three would be gone maybe one of them would stick around probably rizzo but rizzo being the first and then the hits just kept on coming um this one was different you know i was talking to you about the uh scores 30th anniversary party and i always kind of have that terry bors you know are you resigned to the fate and you know that old who you crap and intro that terry used to do to mike ditka And, and that's just what this it was different i was just resigned to the fate i was accepting of the fate that chances are I will never see Wilson Contreras or Ian Happ in a Cubs uniform again.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're probably 100% right, but as I had said on the last podcast, I believe, I know I said it in the morning on the score, I was shocked. I mean, I'm happy for Wilson, and I'm happy for you as a fan that you got to see. I was shocked that Wilson was in the lineup Monday night. Now, he didn't catch, but no, he did did catch on Monday night. He caught on Monday night, and then he DH'd Tuesday afternoon. And I, I, I am I am absolutely shocked by that. He is by far the most valuable trade tip, chip they have. They've got a couple of good chips, but he by far should get you the most back. And to actually put him behind the plate and to put him in the lineup, that was amazing.
2: I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I honestly think Ian Happ is gonna be worth the most only because you, he's not a rental. You have another year of control with him, so I think Ian may be the one that really kind of gets you the the bigger bounty that you're looking for. But it, I thought, if, if anything, I thought it was going to be DH in two games. I was surprised he was behind the dish, and and so you know when I got there and I saw the lineup and then uh, where my seats are, I always see whoever the starter is for that game for this game is Adrian Sampson, and 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 uh, Wilson come out of the left field uh, through the doorway where the bullpen is, it was, it was, I've seen it so many times, you know, it was weird just to kind of have that feeling that I I knew for a fact that that was it.
1: Yeah. And you were good on social media about it. I saw you, I think you tagged it picture one last time, question mark. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was a sad sweep, but uh, you obviously were at the game on Monday night. And since they swept, the Cubs obviously won. So why don't we go through it? Cubs, Pirates, Crawley game one, that was Monday night at Wrigley field i got to
2: dust off the old w flag for this one as the cubs won three to two didn't expect a pitcher's duel adrian sampson versus jt Brubaker, but that's exactly what we had and when you take a look at adrian sampson how many times we got to say this guy he can't get a win to save his life but he always does a a fantastic job this was actually his first quality start so he gave you depth he didn't give up a lot of runs uh he did an excellent job uh, the game started out kind of weird. Bottom of the first, two tooth blands. Two tooth blands. Not one, two tooth blands. Rafael Ortega has a leadoff single. He gets caught stealing. And that was a bizarre one because, like, he just took like a running lead and the guy never threw the ball and he kept going. He's about three quarters of the way there. And then he slams the brakes and decides to go back. He's in an easy rundown. So he gets tossed. Uh, the next batter is Wilson Contreras. He gets hit by a pitch and Suzuki with the fly out. It wasn't that deep, probably like 10, 15 feet in front of the warning track. He tries to, to, to tag up and get to second. And so, for those of you that don't know the acronym plan, it stands for thrown out on the bases like a nincompoop. And it's actually in the major league. It is an actual stat. It started in 2008 because Ryan Terrio used to always get thrown out for stupid reasons. And so people started kind of recording that and that's how it came. So two instances (laughs) right there where for absolutely no reason at all, you got, you know, JT Brubaker, look, when you're facing a Max Scherzer or you're facing some stud pitcher, you have to try to figure out a way to manufacture runs. That's not J.T. Brubaker. If you got, you know, you don't have to try to manufacture runs or be uber aggressive. He's going to give some stuff up, or at least you would think. So it was bizarre to see, you know, just two of those mistakes on the base pass. The yeah, I
1: definitely thought this would be an overgame Crowley, that night. I expected there to be um, some runs scored, and I agree with you. You know, it was just it, it, you could tell that Wilson was not completely focused in that game. And I'm sure as we go through the rest of this game, we'll get to a couple of other moments where it looked like he was not completely focused.
2: Right. We get to the top of the second and um, it was a Ben Gamble who, for whatever reason, only plays well against the Cubs. He doubles. Uh, Michael Chavez grounds out wisdom to Rivas. And this was another weird play. Rivas looked him back, but not enough. And, and, and so he was able to get to third. Chavez barely was thrown out, and Gamble ended up advancing anyway. Yoshi Tosugo strikes out, and with two outs, O'Neal, Cruz, singles, and the Pirates are up one nothing early. A very bizarre play.
1: Yeah, that's not something you see all the time. And, again, the Pirates, with very little to lose, were being, in my opinion, ultra-aggressive on the base pass as well.
2: And, and Ben Gamal, like I said, he gets that double. He had another one that was just absolutely jacked that, that Morell was able to track down almost at the wall. And he made a fantastic diving play to rob Morell of extra bases, completely laid out on a ball that looked like that was easily a double. And with, with Morell's speed, maybe a triple. But uh, in the bottom of the second, Ian Happ doubles, Nico Horner, we can't say enough about He singles and the game is now tied at one. Bottom of the third, Rafael Ortega, who has been struggling mightily. He Homered. He turned on one to right and deposited it in the right field bleachers. So the Cubs are up two to one. We get to the bottom of the fourth with one out. Nico Walk wisdom doubles. You have runners at second and third with one out. You have a wild pitch by Brewbaker. It gets past the catcher and it bounces right back to him. And Horner's thrown out at home. Wisdom goes to third. Schwindel walks, Reba strikes out, but. I just kept saying, God, ever since they moved that wall closer, you know, that that ball just ricocheted right back. It wasn't a yeah, bad very,
1: very lucky bounce. I, I don't I don't have an issue with Horner uh, being aggressive. And he also took at least what a step, a step and a half, maybe even two steps back towards third before he fully committed to home. And once he committed to home, he had to go. And not only that, he
2: slowed up when he knew he was going to be thrown out to, to allow wisdom to make sure that he gets his base. So Right, You know, it it works out there, but top of the fifth, two outs. Uh, Tyler Heineman doubles, and then you have a throwing error by Wilson on a pickoff attempt. Josh Van Meter doubles, and the game's tied at two.
1: Yep, game was tied at two, and you got a little nervous, if you will, that uh, maybe things wouldn't go their way, but as we already know, Crowley, things did go the Cubs' way.
2: I will tell you, though, I was kind of irritated, and you were talking about Wilson not being completely mentally there.
0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Um, Josh Van Meter, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head what he bats, but I got to say close to 180. I'm, I'm not kidding you. It, he's not, you know, when you take a look at that team, you know, you worry about O'Neill Cruz. That kid's got pop, Right. You worry about um, you, you know Key Brian Hayes. You worry about Brian Reynolds. Those are the guys you worry about. Josh Van Meter, don't worry about the runner at second. Get the runner out right in front of you and end the inning.
1: Right, no reason to worry about him. You're 100% right, 100% so right.
2: We get to the bottom of the eighth, one out. Suzuki reaches on an error. Hap grounds out and Suzuki advances to second. And then Nico Horner doubles. The Cubs lead three to two. And in the top of the ninth, I know you were thinking about this, uh, Dustin. No David Robertson. Scott Efrost comes
1: in (laughs) to close Hmm. it out. Things that make you go, hmm, I wonder why. I wonder why no David Robertson.
2: Right. And so, you know, obviously he closed the game on Sunday against the Phillies. But still, it was just like, oh, okay, all right. Maybe, you know, we'll see. But we'll, you know, come the next game, what happens. But Adrian Sampson does it again. Seven innings pitch, six hits, two runs, one walk, three Ks. Just like I said, this guy has just been – doing all you can ask you know he had that one game where he kind of struggled in the first in Boston and then settled it down but other than that guy's been really really good he has been
1: really really good I I just sorry to interrupt you there he has been I mean I I never thought he would be as good as he's been so far
2: right and so you know you kind of keep your fingers crossed you know we saw what happened with Matt Swarmer have some good starts and then kind of start to struggle a little bit and, and, you you know, that's the thing. These guys, the amount of pressure for like a guy like Adrian Sampson, you know what I mean? He's a couple starts back to going to AAA and he's doing what he has to do to keep himself getting called every fifth day.
1: Yes, he is. Yes, he is.
2: So you had Ortega two for four with the homer, Hap two for four with the double, Nico two for three with two RBIs. So, you know, you, you had some offense, and, and it was good to see Ortega, like I said, kind of snap out of it a little bit. And Nico uh, the, just
1: staying red hot. I mean, uh, he is just he is just in a, in, a, in a spot right now.
2: Yeah, he's in a zone. And uh, for Brubaker, it wasn't a bad outing, you know. Six innings pitch, eight hits, two runs, two walks, four Ks. Key Brian Hayes and O'Neill Cruz both two for four, but not enough as the Cubs take game
1: one. All right, Crowley, the Cubs take Game 1. We get to, as we like to say, fly the W, and we move over to Game 2, an afternoon affair. Keegan Thompson making his first post-All-Star game start. Let's go through it.
2: Yeah, another victory for the Cubs as Keegan Thompson takes on Bryce Wilson, and the Cubs are just the king of the first-inning runs, man. Absolutely phenomenal. One out. Uh, you, You saw Wilson Contreras and the ovation that he got and he tipped his hat to the crowd on that first at bat and, and there would be ovations for every single at bat he had. And uh, he, he singled, uh, and you can see the emotion in his eyes even his at bat. He singles, Suzuki doubles, you have runners at second and third, Hap doubles, the Cubs are up two nothing. And then Horner, staying Red Hot doubles, Cubs are up three nothing. So three doubles in a row, but after that, Wilson is going to settle down um, and Keegan Thompson just was absolutely on, had the good stuff. They, didn't able, they weren't able to tag him for a run until the top of the seventh with one out. Cal Mitchell reached on an error on Nico. It was, it was kind of a tough play. It wasn't the worst error, but it was a play that Nico knows he should have made. Uh, Greg Allen grounds out to Thompson, and so you got the two outs. So if he didn't have the error, he would have been out of the inning. But then O'Neal Cruz, six seven six eight prospect, shortstop.
1: Got a hold of one, and so that cut the Cubs' lead three to two. Yeah, O'Neill Cruz is already doing some damage in his short uh, big league career against the Cubs, so he's a guy that uh, I think we're going to have to worry about for the next I don't know decade.
2: Yeah, or until the Pirates decide to trade him for another <laughs> with, with all their rebuilds. But uh, yeah, they they have they have a lot of really good young players. Um, but when we talked last game, I said why, the reason I said sweep because usually you know when when even games I always say split. But the reason I said swept is I just took a look at where they were in their rotation and they just don't have the starting pitching, but they are they have more talent coming in that system. They're, they're they're not going to be the punching bag that they've always been in the next couple of years. I think that in my opinion, you're going to really see a Cubs-Pirates rivalry when we start talking about 2024, 2025, that's gonna actually mean something. Um, in the bottom of the eighth, Seiya Suzuki hit a solo home run to left center. It was, to me, I think one of the hardest farthest home runs he hit it was going to go out to Waveland but it actually hit a light pole so it stayed in the park but he absolutely crushed that to give the Cubs a little bit of insurance four to two lead I look at the bullpen doors swing open and nope no David Robertson Michael Givens comes on for the save so second game in a row Robertson's not out
1: and Michael Givens went back-to-back days right he he, you saw him on uh, Monday night at Wrigley Field
2: correct and so very interesting. Uh, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Take, take what you want out of that one right there, but you know Keegan was absolutely phenomenal. Seven innings pitched, four hits, two runs, none of them were earned, no walks, and seven
1: K's. Best two parts of that of that line. Okay, no walks, seven K's. No walks, seven K's. Love it. Absolutely. Saya and Nico
2: both two for four. Uh, say with that home run we talked about Bryce Wilson looked okay six innings pitched three runs three earned one walk two K's like I said settled down but at that point the Cubs already did the damage that they needed but the the story of the game was clearly Wilson and Ian and their last hurrahs at Wrigley Field and uh, what we're assuming is the last hurrahs I mean it, it's it's I hate to say done deal but it doesn't look like they're coming back and and, and this was with Wilson, you know, you kind of felt that way the whole time with Ian. Uh, this was the first time I kind of really saw the emotion in him about it.
1: Um, they well, were pretty both... cool story Crowley. I read him I read that he said that a bunch of the guys or fans in left field signed a ball that are out there quite a bit and threw it to him. Pretty pretty cool. Pretty pretty cool stuff. Right. So th- those are
2: my guys the left field bleacher and there's a lot of great guys out there. Uh, Danny Rocket, Sarah Sanchez, Bleacher Jeff, um, and they they obviously they go to a lot of games. They become close to him, and they all signed a ball for him. And what they did is they gave it to one of the bullpen guys to hold on to, very, so very that cool. after very cool. the game they were able to give it to him. Um, when you looked at the broadcast, I mean, they clearly were playing this up as far as the emotions. I mean, made for great TV. So to see Wilson and and you know and and I know I listened a little bit of it on on the score as well with Pat and Ron. You could just hear when they just stopped talking and let the field mics do their thing and the ovations, especially Wilson got, and that very first one where he tips the hat. And then uh, at the end of the game, Taylor McGregor interviewed Wilson Contreras, and this is what he had to say about uh, his feelings to to the Cub fans.
1: Uh, I would like to say that I love you all. Thanks for everything. Thanks for everything you guys uh, did for me and my family. I got a, a lot of, um, good relationship with, with some friends from Chicago, um, and I'm pretty sure um, I'm going to love him forever. So, thank you for everything, and I wish uh, I could play for you guys, but this is a business. I understand that. I love you all. This is a business. Yes, it is. And, hey, listen, you know, a tip of the cap back to back – to wilson and a thank you from me to wilson he uh has been great i've really enjoyed him and um at one point he has become my favorite cub
2: yeah and 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 as i said you know just a leader um a good person like a really good heart it's he played with a lot of fire and a lot of passion but off the field, he's a much more quiet and reserved guy. He reminds me a lot of Carlos Zambrano in that way. That the guy that you see on the field sometimes is different than the guy in person. I got to meet him through Club 400 and a couple of other events, and um, just just uh, just a big heart. He really cares about people, and he does. He did a lot of things very similar to Rizzo that maybe weren't in front of everybody, but but were kind of more behind the scenes stuff. Um, and and so you know when the game was over yesterday. Uh, Second game against the Pirates, Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras were the last two Cubs in the dugout, and they, they embraced for about 15, 16 seconds, and it was just a tough scene.